It's a full game preview for Penn State and Rutgers. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That is promo code Locked On at underdogfantasy.com. My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks so much for checking out this episode via wherever you get your podcasts or now on YouTube if you're watching the episode. If you haven't yet already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Nittany Lines. All you got to do is search on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Can we get to 300 subscribers? I'd really appreciate it. Let's try to get to 300 subscribers by the end of the football season. Uh, That would be a huge help. In today's show, I'm going to set the stage for Penn State versus Rutgers. Go over, as usual, with these game previews. Just simply, what is Penn State going to do when they have the football? What is Rutgers going to try to do when they have the football and how both teams will again defend against the opponents? And for the final segment today, I'm going to have a preview of Penn State men's basketball versus Virginia Tech. So this is a little bit of a double game preview as we have Penn State football and Penn State men's basketball as we are in the Penn State sports equinox. A shout out to Penn State field hockey and women's soccer going at it in their respective NCAA tournaments today. And hopefully when the results are final, I have something positive to talk about and recap on Monday. So good luck to both the women's soccer team and the field hockey team. Field hockey team's in the final four, so it's really coming down to crunch time here for uh, Sharmarek Curtis's group. Uh, but Penn State football gets underway against Rutgers tomorrow. That is a kickoff of 3.30, and it is going to be on the Big Ten Network. It's at Rutgers Stadium. That is SHI Stadium, and Penn State hasn't been there since 2020. Uh, the weather for this game will be cloudy, about 41 degrees when kickoff is uh, going to happen, but it's going to feel like 32 degrees, and that's according to AccuWeather. Uh, winds will typically be about 14 miles per hour with gusts up to 29 miles per hour. Uh, there's a 6% chance of rain in the area. I think it'll be a mostly, mostly clear game. And then the sun's supposed to set uh, before five o'clock. So it will be fairly dark uh, most of the game as it goes along. Penn State, we know, is ranked number 11th in the uh, college football playoff rankings. And Rutgers, well, is not. Penn Penn State is eight and two overall. They are five and two in the Big Ten. Rutgers is four and six. Okay, that's not a bad record, but oh, they are one and six in the Big Ten and uh, bottom dwellers of the Big Ten East. Uh, recently, Penn State has beat Maryland thirty to nothing. They beat Indiana forty-five to fourteen after they lost to Ohio State forty-four to thirty-one. Now, Rutgers they put the wins together at the beginning of the season. Boston College, 22 to 21. I was actually impressed with that victory. We've seen that Boston College does struggle a little bit this year, but that's besides the point. Uh, Rutgers still got a win, and they did it from come from behind fashion. They beat Wagner as they should have, 66 to 7. 
Uh, and then they were on the road and they beat Temple 16 to 14. And they actually picked up a win against a team that, frankly, is better than them, Indiana. They beat them 24 to 17. Uh, some of the more recent games for Rutgers, though, those were at the uh, first half of the season for them. They haven't been so lucky as of late. Losses to Michigan State, Michigan, and Minnesota 27 to 21. 52 to 17 and 31 to nothing, respectively. Uh, James Franklin and Greg Schiano, uh, they're going up in their third head to head matchup. Greg Schiano is now the head coach again at Rutgers. He went to the NFL. He was a defensive coordinator with Ohio State, was almost hired by Tennessee to be their head coach, if you can even remember that. Uh, and the student body got together to uh, public. I don't know who was involved, but they basically helped protest to keep Greg Schiano from being their head coach. Nevertheless, he is back in Rutgers in his second stint. He coached there from 2001 to 2011 and now 2020 to the present. So Shiano and Franklin actually didn't have any meetings prior to, well, technically when he was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, they technically matched up, but not in a head-to-head -head, uh, battle when it comes to head coaches. This time they do. It's the third meeting, and Franklin, of course, is 2-0. Shiano was the there's familiarity with Penn State. Uh, Greg Shiano was the defensive backs coach after he was a graduate assistant under Joe Paterno. Uh, 1991 to 1995, he was a, an assistant in Happy Valley. All time, Penn State is 25 and one in this series. The only loss, the only loss that happened was for the Nittany Lions in 1988. So Penn State, kind of like the Maryland series, has complete control uh, of this versus the Scarlet Knights. Okay, before we talk about what Rutgers is going to do with the football, uh, Penn State's the away team. So uh, they win the coin toss and they elect to receive here. So we're going to go with what Penn State uh, wants to do when they have the ball. Uh, they can do just about anything tomorrow, but given that this is a road game and Rutgers is inferior to Penn State in every single matchup that you can think of, I don't expect Penn State to really get all that creative tomorrow. Um they want to save people for the remainder of the season. I mean, Penn State, like everybody, everybody's banged up, but Penn State's fairly banged up as well uh, with all the injuries to key players, Joey Porter Jr., Curtis Jacobs, Olu Fashnu, just to name the top guys that have been missing. Uh, but, you know, with still senior day looming with a bowl game, Sean Clifford uh, kind of riding off into the sunset as a Penn State quarterback, I see this being a very simple game plan and just kind of like, hey, let's get in, uh, let's get out versus Rutgers. And But here's the thing, even if that's the case, I don't know how much resistance Rutgers is going to offer. Uh, so I believe that Penn State can do just about anything, even though they're going to keep it fairly simple. Rutgers is allowing 25.9 points per game. Uh, because of game script, you'll see Penn State run the football a lot. I don't think, again, with what's at stake in terms of Sean Clifford, and this game isn't about Sean Clifford. Let me let me preface that. But he's the senior quarterback. He's the sixth year. You don't want to see him get injured in this type of game when he's still got a bowl game to play in uh, and senior day at Beaver Stadium against Michigan State. And that is a, that is a much tougher opponent, uh, even though Rutgers actually played them well. Michigan State is much better. Penn State, I think, has revenge on its mind for uh, last year's snow game up in uh, East Lansing. But that's besides the point. Let's not look ahead. This is Penn State versus Rutgers weekend. Uh, but yes, Penn State will, in fact, run the football, not only because game script dictates it, but also that's just what you can do. And Penn State has shown that they want to establish the run first, use the play action, and then go over the top. 
that will be it's going to be hook, line, and sinker all day for Penn State. I don't see Rutgers being able to stop either of Nicholas Singleton or Katron Allen. I've said for multiple weeks that I just because of the matchups that I think Singleton and Allen will each have 100 yards rushing. Uh, I've been close collectively together. They put up 200, but not, not both of them are getting that even split of 100 per. We could truly see that today or tomorrow. We really could see that tomorrow with just what kind of game plan it's going to be and, and how inferior Rutgers is, especially defending the run. The, the offensive line is going to be able to push them off the line of scrimmage. I, and I don't really care who's in. Right, Drew Shelton, the true freshman, should have a fine day if they have to rotate in J.B. Nelson. They don't want to because they want to preserve that red shirt. But I'm saying if any of those backup guys happen to play for Penn State, uh, they will still be favored in a one-on-one -on -one matchup with someone along the Rutgers defensive line. Uh, so Juice Scruggs will be able to handle his guys, Sal Wormley, Bryce Effner. You get where I'm going with this. There are no question marks up and down the offensive line, and Drew Shelton will still get his help from the tight ends, Brenton Strange, Theo Johnson. If Tyler Warren's available, he's been banged up. Any one of those tight ends will be able to help chip on that side of the football. But Drew Shelton's really been holding his own as a true freshman. Uh, Rutgers' best group on defense is, in fact, the secondary. Uh, but Penn State's passing game is still much better if they need to go to that. I think early in the game they will just to kind of build a lead, pad it up, uh, and then use the running game to close it out. Uh, but this Rutgers group is led by Christian Braswell, who leads the team with three interceptions. And this is actually pretty impressive. Uh, the team collectively actually has nine overall for the Scarlet Knights. Um, so Rutgers defensive backs are very good. And that includes Christian Isian and Avery Young. These guys are second and third on the team in tackles. Uh, behind, They are behind linebacker Deion Jennings, however. He's the leading tackler with 75. But the secondary is physical, and they've gotten their hands on the football all season long. So just something to be wary of. We know that Sean Clifford can have the untimely turnover. I just think with the protection up front, he'll have time to read a book. It'll give Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley, uh, Trey Wallace, Keandre Lambert-Smith, whoever's out there at wide receiver, I think it'll be an easy day. They'll have all day to get open, and Sean Clifford will have all day to find them and go through his progressions, go through his reads. Uh, Penn State does need to be aware of this. If they do happen to kick any field goals or happen to uh, punt the ball at any point in time, Rutgers can block punts and kicks. Uh, whether it's just Greg Schiano has his hand on special teams with that influence, whatever have you, uh, the Scarlet Knights do know how to get after special teams units. They actually had a punt blocked, a kick blocked in return for a touchdown against Michigan. That helped put them up 17 to 14 at half, but as I mentioned earlier in the show, Rutgers did lose that game 52 to 17. So Michigan had enough. They saw the block kick and they're like, all right, you know what? We got to we gotta uh, sit up in our chair and take this game very seriously. Uh, but that's the kind of team that Rutgers is. Uh, you know, they'll play tough. They'll play physical. They'll play inspired. But eventually you can wear them down. And that's precisely what Penn State will do when they have the football. So what can Rutgers try to do? when they have the football that is coming up next. Also later on in the show, a Penn state men's basketball recap and preview. They beat Furman yesterday in the opening round of the Charleston classic, and they play Virginia tech today. Another early tip off for Micah Shrewsbury and the Nittany lions. It is locked on Nittany lions. Be back in just a sec. This episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy, the easiest place 
to spice up college football season. Easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team, the Penn State Nittany Lions. And it's also available in over 30 states. Now, here's all you have to do. You just pick between two and five players across any team, not just Penn State, and decide if they will finish higher or lower than their given stat projection. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code locked on, and that is one word locked on. An underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, one word. And get in on the college football pick'em action today. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yes. The show is now active on YouTube as well. I appreciate it if you listen to the show, but if you want to watch the show with me, uh, we are live on YouTube. Uh, subscribe at Locked On Nittany Lines. That's all you got to search. And then you can hit the bell if you want to stay up to date with me and get immediate notifications whenever we post a video here at Locked On Nittany Lines. Uh, also, yesterday, I encourage you to go check out the episode from before. It was a Locked On crossover with Nate Dickinson of Locked On Big Ten. Give you the full perspective. We actually discussed what is the prospect of Manny Diaz leaving as Penn State's defensive coordinator after one season? Uh, we also talk about the Penn State Rutgers game. We get his perspective being the Big Ten expert on what the Rutgers Scarlet Knights have to offer. So some of my notes here today are, are from myself and Nate's conversation. And then we finish up with a little bit of a preview looking around the Big Ten, talk about Minnesota and Iowa, that cluster in the Big Ten West. Who will emerge? Uh, spoiler alert, I think it's going to be Iowa. I don't really think that anybody cares because Ohio State or Michigan is going to win the Big Ten, nevertheless. Uh, and we talk some Penn State men's basketball in depth as well, kind of getting that full picture. And I will wrap up today's show with the Nittany Lion basketball team talking about their win against Furman uh, in the game they play today against the Hokies of Virginia Tech. So now back to Rutgers. What will the Scarlet Knights try to do when they have the football? Uh, well, their quarterback is now Gavin Wimsap. He wasn't expected to be the starter. This was the guy that they wanted to build up. They wanted to bring him along, uh, but some injuries uh, had other plans, and now he's been thrusted into action, and you just basically get those growing pains out of the way now. If you are a Rutgers quarterback, they truly believe that he is the quarterback of the future. He's shown those plays. He's shown that capability, but he's just not all that consistent. Passing the football, Wimsat has four touchdowns to six interceptions, so he is prone to the turnover and has 587 yards. Now, Wimsat is a true dual-threat quarterback, but if you look at the stats, uh, they say otherwise because he's been contained the last few weeks. Minus eight, minus 18, nine, four, after he had 62 rushing yards against Wagner, but that was a 66-7 to seven blowout, so... I can't imagine of the, how many of those yards were uh, ultimately legitimate. I, every yard you gain is important. I get that. But when the game's out of reach and you have game script on your side and you can run the football uh, and Wagner can't stop it at any point in time, I don't know how much stock I want to put into that performance. 
but Gavin Wimsat being the quarterback has actually opened up some things for the running backs. Uh, Samuel Brown and Kyle Manungai. Uh, I actually really like Kyle Manungai's game. He's a he's a fast, physical runner. He's decisive, uh, and he's not afraid to put the shoulder into your chest plate. Uh, so Penn State's got to be ready for that, that he will try to deliver the boom and hopefully Penn State can match that intensity. Uh, Samuel Brown is a good change, not really a change of pace back, but just a good change of from a nun guy when he does need a breather. Uh, and Wimsat's actually helped up with helped out with that because the threat, the idea of him keeping the football in an option quarterback keeper has allowed Manungai and Brown to benefit from that and have some open lanes because you have to leave that edge rusher to stay home in case uh, in case Wimsat does decide to take it to the outside. Uh, the leading receiver is Aaron Cruikshank. Uh, he's just been the favorite target of Wimsat or anybody else that has been in a quarterback for Rutgers. Uh, Sean Ryan is an interesting case because he's the, I would say, the second best receiver on this team, but I don't feel like he gets enough of a workload. He's actually six foot four in a matchup nightmare for most Big Ten cornerbacks. I'm actually eager to see which cornerback is going to be placed on him. If there's going to be a shadow by a Kalen King, because I don't expect Joey Porter Jr. to be out there. Uh, but Kalen King's not the tallest around. Uh, Johnny Dixon is shorter than uh, Kalen King. So I wouldn't put Dixon personally to match up with a six foot four Ryan, but that just might be the case uh, in the game. So while Sean Ryan doesn't exactly have all that many receptions, he's actually just, he's just, he just has big play ability, 348 yards. That's just a few behind the leading receiver in Krugshank with 362. Uh, but he's definitely further behind in receptions, uh, 40 receptions to 22 compared uh, between the leading guy and Krugshank and Ryan. But Ryan's a guy that, they believe can win any jump ball. I just don't think they've given him enough opportunities, even though they expressed that, right? Uh, if Well, if you believe that your guy can win any one-on-one -on -one matchup, why aren't you going to him more? Uh, they just have a little more faith, I guess, in Krukshank. The offensive line is it's solid in respect to what Rutgers has to offer. Uh, part of the reason that Manungai and Brown are able to have as much success on the ground as they do is because this team is a run blocking team. Pass blocking. Um, the reason now, why does Wimsat have negative yardage? Because in college football, they count sacks against their rushing total. They don't do that in the NFL. So running quarterbacks can run, sprint, and do whatever. Yeah, sure, if they get tackled for a loss, if they are a, a dignified ball carrier on that play, sure, that's the case. But Winsap, the reason he is having negative yardage for his rushing totals is because the offensive line is letting guys get through. So Manny Diaz with the blitz, uh, the pressure that guys like Adisa Isaac and Chop Robinson have shown, Abdul Carter on the blitzes up the middle. I think it'll be a field day for Penn State uh, when they force because they're going to sell it. It's been the same game plan all along, whether it's been Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers. Take away their first point of attack, which is typically the running game. I know Maryland was a pass team, but Penn State, what they are doing is selling out for the run, forcing teams into uncomfortable situations, anything that is third and seven plus. And then they can send the house with those Manny Diaz blitzes. So it's pretty simple. That's what they want to do. Get you into third and long, sell out for the run on first and second down. And Rutgers doesn't have a competent enough passing game to keep you off balance. They run the ball effectively. If you take that away, then the entire offense is in shambles. Uh, somebody else I should mention in the passing game is tight end Johnny Langan. Uh, but he'll line up all over the place. I mean, truly he will. 
Uh, you'll see him out wide. You'll see him in tight to the formation. You'll see him in the backfield. You'll see him take some direct snaps. Uh, they use him just basically uh, as a jack of all trades. Uh, so he'll line up anywhere on the field. Uh, for Langan, he's not. Uh, a, he leads the team uh, second on the team in 26 receptions and 251 yards. So he's Mr. Reliable in short yardage. Uh, he doesn't really have as much big play threat. Uh, but for Penn State's defense, obviously they match up very well here. Uh, I think this team can have multiple interceptions because Wimsat is prone to the turnover. Penn State's going to sell out for the run. Uh, and I think that they'll have five plus sacks as well. It could be a case where you lose count. And we've seen just how much livelier this Penn State defense has been under Manny Diaz now that everyone's fully understood the concept of it. Uh, I'm very eager to see what Penn State can do and put up more gaudy numbers against Rutgers. So before I get to Penn State men's basketball, let's get a prediction here in the middle of this episode. Normally, I save it for the end. Uh, Penn State's going to have a simple game plan. That's part of the prediction. Uh, the defense will do what it does best, the apply pressure, sell out for the run, and have a lot of success against a Rutgers team that just, just does not have the same talent to keep up with Penn State. Uh, the total is set at 45, uh, depending on where you look at it. Penn State is a minus 19-point favorite. I actually like Penn State to cover the total themselves. I think this is going to be 45 to nothing in favor of Penn State. I just don't see there's I really don't see Rutgers being able to do anything that gets them on the board. And I think Penn State could have a defensive turnover in here. Uh, let's see if third time's the charm. I think that Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen get 100 yards each, most notably because I think the ball is going to be taken out of Sean Clifford's hands, not because they're worried about him turning the ball over, but you need him for Michigan State. You need him for the bowl game. There's still a lot more on the line than this Rutgers game on the road. And you have the horses to be able to do that. So uh, expect Singleton and Allen to run wild because Rutgers really won't offer that much resistance. And Penn State very well could cover the total themselves. I think they score 40 plus again. My final score is 45 to nothing Penn State. But was, is that really anything out of the ordinary? I want to see back to back shutouts. It's going to be tough to do that two weeks in a row. But I think Penn State's capable of it uh, in this one on the road. My name is Zach Seiko, and this is Locked on Nittany Lions. When we return, we're going to discuss Penn State men's basketball. They beat Furman. They play Virginia Tech today. How do they match up with the Hokies? Next. Today's episode is sponsored by Nugenics. Remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production, what some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Well, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. 
absolutely free. Text college to 231231. Text college to 231231. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions final segment as we recap Penn State men's basketball and preview Virginia Tech. By the way, in the comments, I want your score predictions for both Penn State and Rutgers and Penn State Virginia Tech today. Uh, if you're on YouTube, Go down to the comments section, put your score prediction and any bold predictions you have for some of these games. Penn State is down in South Carolina for the Charleston Classic. They beat Furman yesterday, 73 to 68, uh, but it was helped by the fact that Penn State led big at the half. It was 46 to 29. Penn State was absolutely on fire, shooting the lights out. Uh, in that first half. Surprisingly enough, because that was an 11.30 tip-off, I thought they were going to come out ice cold. Well, that was the case in the second half. Uh, and shout-out to Furman, because the Paladins, I don't even know what a Paladin is, but Furman is actually a really good mid-major team. I expect them to win their conference and make it to the big dance. But for Penn State, they went cold. They not only missed a bunch of shots, but I felt like Furman just outplayed them wholeheartedly in the second half. And thank goodness they had the lead that they did because a lot of second chance points were allowed and they were out rebounded by a Furman team that doesn't really have too many big men. Uh, they were just more physical inside the paint. And I think Penn State uh, really showed that uh, they are lacking in the front court. Uh, Jalen Pickett did lead the way for the Nittany Lions. No surprise, 20 points, four rebounds, seven assists and good defense. He does it all. Knows how to play the game very well. Took on double teams and gave it up. Uh, when he had the single team, he knew when to take. It's just Jalen Pickett's just a very, very smart basketball player. Uh, for Seth Lundy, great compliment. Had 20 points himself. So between those two guards in the backcourt, 40 points total. Big help there for Penn State. So because Penn State beat Furman, they now face the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech beating Old Dominion in state rivals 75-71 to 71 yesterday. Uh, and this game is going to tip off at noon. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, this game actually is the earlier game because it is in the winner's bracket. Typically, they play the consolations earlier at these invitationals. But nevertheless, uh, background between these two teams, the third meeting since 2018, and Penn State has been victorious in the two others in 2018, 63 to 62. And then Penn State went to Virginia Tech in 2020 and blew them out 75 to 55. That was actually, a, I remember watching that game and Penn State was a five-point underdog and just took care of business. Virginia Tech plays slow. They are a slow-paced team. They are 304th in the country when it comes to moving the basketball, uh, but they're highly efficient. So where they lack in pace, they make up for efficiency. 54.5 field goal percentage, and they take care of the basketball. They do not turn it over, and they shoot the three ball very well. Uh, who does this sound like? A lot like Penn State. Uh, and they also do not rebound well. Who else does this sound like? This Penn State team. So they're mirror images of each other. Uh, some players you need to know, guard Sean Padula uh, is the leading scorer and is going to draw a lot of attention. 20 points per game leads the team so far. Another player that's been very helpful to Virginia Tech's cause is Grant Basil. Now, Basil actually doesn't lead the team in minutes, but... He's very productive when he's on the floor. 18 points per game, 6.7 rebounds per game as well. He's going to be a problem for Penn State, uh, typically in that mid-20s range when he's on the floor. But probably why Virginia Tech's so efficient is because of guys like him. Uh, and like I said, they're very identical teams. They will. This will make for a very good game. It's a matter of who can outdo who. 
uh, with what they are most talented at. Virginia Tech shoots well. Uh, they don't rebound very well. They pass well. They're efficient. Penn State's the same way. They've shot so well to this point. Uh, even though they went really cold in the second half, they've been just phenomenal behind the arc, and hopefully that continue can continue throughout the game. Because these teams are so identical, I'm expecting a lot of points. I, I really am. I, I think that the Hokies and Nittany Lions could get uh, both into the 80s. Uh, I think both teams will shoot well. Now, granted, they're probably going to defend the shot very well since these two teams are mirror images of each other, as I, I have said. But I think that there's no familiarity here. Uh, Micah Shrewsbury actually pointed out that the teams that they faced, Butler and Furman, had a good stretch of days to face each other and to work on and follow tape and work on them and solely devote uh, their attention to the Nittany Lions in those matchups. Whereas Virginia Tech, they had to get ready for Old Dominion. Penn State had to get ready for Furman. So I, I'm expecting both of these teams uh, not to have a key advantage on either of them. It's going to be brand new. Uh, but just looking at the stats, this is the kind of game that it's going to be. My name is Zach Seiko. I hope you enjoy all the Penn State action over the course of this weekend. Again, best of luck to Penn State women's soccer and Penn State field hockey in the NCAA tournament. Uh, look out for a Locked On Now on the Locked On Nittany Lines YouTube channel, where I will quickly recap in 60 seconds the Penn State versus Rutgers game. Penn State's going to be 9-2 and two at the end of it going into Michigan State, so... Uh, we'll recap it all over the course of the week and preview what's to come with the Spartans. Again, follow me on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Nittany, and I will talk to you on Monday. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.